Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress of the Unity podcast. Quite a bit to talk about tonight, despite the fact we've no game at the weekend. Let's crack off with who's here this evening. There's myself, Barry. There's Paul. How are you doing, Paul? Oh, yeah. You're all right. It's no good waving. They can't see a wave. <laughs> and we've got Adam as well. How are you doing, Adam? Very well, Barry. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Crew Alexander, two. A Wigan Athletic, nil. The Papa John pizza trophy. Looks like we're out of it anyway, whatever happens. Two players made the debut last night, Sam Tittle and Chris Sees. Not a lot to gain from that game, I don't think. A few positives. I thought I liked Scott Smith's performance again in midfield. I thought he played really well. Um, passes it well. Uh, tickles, tickle, very solid game. Made a couple of really good saves. I thought Massey played alright as well. I thought he had a, a decent game. On another day, Possibly could have got a draw out of that. And then obviously maybe two points with the penalties. You know, we missed the penalty. We had a few decent chances. But then again, they missed a few and Tickle saved them. So good to get Tickle's debut in. Smith carrying on his good work that we've seen this season. He looks a decent player. Uh, the rest of them didn't really do that much. But, you know, it's very, as we said before, it's tough when you make 11 changes. Yeah, it's something we forecast on Sunday, Paul, that, there will be 11 changes and lo and behold, there were. Like Adam said, it's good to get some minutes in the legs. Liam Richardson said exactly the same thing. I don't think we're going to have a situation where we need all 11 to step up, but there might be an occasion where you you know we've got an injury and perhaps a suspension or two. So you need, you need these lads ready and fit to step into the breach. Yeah, you do. And I think the other thing is sometimes you've got a choice. I mean, you look at, Max Power playing at right back. He's not a right back. He's playing there by choice because he's doing well. So some of these other lads that played last night have got opportunity to maybe get in the side playing out of position if the natural cover for that position is is not, you know, not not playing as well as they could be at the minute. Um, so it just gives them that chance to seize maybe an unusual opportunity. <laughs> Let's say you've highlighted the um, players that stood out last night. I think... Um, Tickle on his debut seems to be the one catching the most plaudits and fair play to him. Yeah, I was a bit surprised and disappointed that Joe Bennett didn't feature. He mustn't be as close as what I was hoping. I'm not say expecting. I was hoping he'd be a lot closer. Uh, he weren't even on the bench to have a little run out. And it just seems a pity. I mean, the bench was just, just the kids really, weren't it? Yeah, I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, th- there was some minutes in them, wasn't there? Obviously, Rob Robinson, you'd argue, is he's relatively experienced now, isn't he? Because he had a good, you know, pretty much had the second half of the season. But the others have, uh, you know, they've had little bits of taste. And then we had a couple, didn't we? Who I don't think have played. Costello, I don't recall him playing first team before. I, I wouldn't have minded seeing him actually because he's he's been banging the goals in. I mean, he's got a similar profile to Kyle Joseph, hasn't he? Really, but. You know, there, there we go. You know, we, it's over with. I'm not overly disappointed. It wasn't a terrible... It was a lot better than the Wolves game, uh, but it does help that there's no, like, 11-minute stoppage at uh, at some point in the game as well, isn't it? So we, we uh, dust ourselves down and we've got a nice little break now. And, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've got a lot to look forward to. Anyway, I'm glad that, you know, looking like we're going to be going out this competition. We've got... We're building up quite a... A few games in reserve with the internationals and there's another international break coming up as well very shortly. So we could end up, if we progress, you know, having a lot of midweek games, which really you can do without, especially as you start getting into 
into the winter period, the grounds are heavy and it's freezing cold at night, and that's where you pick up your, your strains and your knocks. So, you know, the priority says surely this season is to finish in that top six, top two if we can make it, and it's looking at the moment like we can. Not disappointed whatsoever. Kind of echo that because, you know, all the reasons that we've said about getting minutes and legs and testing players out, if you progress, you get more and more opportunities to do that, which means that when you have to make a decision on players, you've got more information with which to make that decision. I think, though, Paul, if you do progress in this, you start getting a sniff of Wembley and you start putting a stronger team out and, you know, that that then could, you know, backfire a little bit. Of course, of course you do. Um, like you say, the closer you get to Wembley, you see more and more quote-unquote first-teamers uh, starting in these things and, and less and less kids getting a run out, don't you? You do. Like, anyway. Like say, absolutely, it's that sniff of Wembley. Yeah, anyway, uh, the vote on the Progress with Unity Twitter account for Man of the Match for this game, the winner is Sam Tittle. So congratulations to Sam Tittle. Not only did he have a debut, and could see two goals, but make a string of saves. He was also named the Progress with Unity listeners man of the match. Well done, Sam. We've no games this weekend because we've got players playing away in international games. Will Keane and James McLean are away with the Republic of Ireland, who will be facing Azerbaijan away and Qatar in a friendly next Tuesday. Uh, and Jordan Jones is with the uh, Northern Ireland squad. They have two away games, both World Cup ties. Switzerland on Saturday and Bulgaria on Tuesday. Just looking at the records of them, Adam, McLean, 85 caps, 11 goals. So he's he's heading towards that ton of caps. Hopefully he'll get them. But what an honour it is for Will Keane. It's always good to get recognition at international level. Um, I think great achievement for Will Keane. Look at where he was just over 12 months ago. You know, his career was in the balance, really. You know, he'd had a shocking time with injuries. He hadn't really established himself at any club. And, you know, we took a chance on him. He took a chance on us. Sounding like Abba here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, particularly the second half of the season and the first few games of this season, he's been absolutely phenomenal in a, in a kind of a new role, really, just, just behind in that number 10 role. Really, really strong player. Uh, him and Naylor for me probably the players him, Naylor, Watmore those three I think at the moment players of the season uh, superb and James McLean he's probably been playing around about 10 years now at international level uh, he's fantastic consistent I think he's won three Republic of Ireland Player of the Year awards and one, one of those was in a year they qualified for the Euros as well so that just shows sort of what what a good player he actually is and uh important player really at that at that level as I just mentioned though they're away to Azerbaijan on Saturday and then Qatar at home on the Tuesday so they've got one sort of long trip uh, but then they're back they're back in Dublin whereas Jordan Jones Paul he's going to be away in Switzerland and then away in Bulgaria on the Tuesday so he's going to do a little bit more traveling think that's going to have some sort of effect on him I don't think it's going to have any effect on the Latics. He's only been coming on on our games, hasn't he? So, you know, if he does come back a bit tired, I don't think there'll be any issue giving him a little bit of a rest. I think the key with these international fixtures is that the players come back in one piece because there's nothing worse than having a player go off on international duty and then you lose them for three months. Yeah, the one thing you don't want is your players returning in more than one piece. 
you know, with the arm here and a leg there. You don't want that at all, do you? You want them coming back in one piece. Back in the day, I came back from a two-week holiday in Benidorm and I played the following day in a, in a pre-season friendly. If I can do it, to travel in quite a distance to uh, two hours to Alicante and back, uh, you know, these, these players can do it as well. Now, I remember the headlines in the local rag the day after. Pendlebury out on his ass. Yeah, I remember that very well. Sure, I also sure remember being... Figueroa coming back and uh, not not being fit enough to play because he uh, the aeroplane he was on nearly uh, nearly didn't make it, as the story goes. Yeah, I remember that because he came on at half-time, didn't he? Because whoever was playing in his place, because he, quote, you know, wasn't mentally fit because of the fact that he nearly crashed, had an absolute mare. And so Roberto brought Figgy on at half-time. And I remember everybody in the crowd being confused, saying, well, if he's fit enough to come on at half-time, why is he not fit enough to start? Obviously, the story came out. <laughs> yeah, it did indeed. It did. I think, was that Steve Gahuri who played it? I'm not so sure. I, I think I've just made that up, to be honest. So we'll forget that one. The season so far is the next topic on the agenda. Um, we've had uh, a request to talk about strength in depth and do we need strengthening in in Jan, January, and if so, in which areas? Uh, I think it's a good topic to, to to look at. We've got uh, 10 games under our belt so far this season in the league, so it, we can reflect back uh, <clears throat> and look at our starts. Obviously, I think it's just, it's the sort of start that was uh, that we it was in our dreams <laughs> the way the season's gone so far. Have we got enough strength in depth, different areas of the pitch? I think we have in certain areas. Maybe we need a bit of covering. Others, I don't know. But I'll just throw it throw it over. Personally, I'm absolutely delighted with the starts. I couldn't criticise any aspect of it. I think it's been brilliant. You found a settled team very quickly, and settled results very quickly, haven't you? You know, we sit top with a game in hand on most of the teams around us. If you're not happy with that, what the hell are you happy with? Clearly. Fantastic start beyond uh, wildest dreams, really. Uh, I mean, I, I think we knew we'd bought some quality in. You know, to actually gel so quickly is just testament to uh, the work that was done in pre-season. I think Max Power alluded to it uh, in his interview after the uh, after the Gillingham game about all the hard work that went in in pre-season. You know, forming those uh, relationships. It's an interesting league, though. Just looking at the, uh, you know, because. There are a lot of sides that, you know, the top six, if you look at the top six in the last 30 games that they've played, so the 30, 30 between them, there's only been four defeats. <laughs> you know, so Wigan, Sunderland, Wickham and Milton Keynes have lost one. And Rotherham uh, and Plymouth haven't lost a match. So there's some some sides up there, you know, we're not, you know, we're battling away there with some sides that really inform and we're, you know, we're top of the tree. We've played Wickham, haven't we? We've played Rotherham, we've played Sunderland. And then obviously we've got we've got the big one coming up, seventh place Bolton, uh, week, a week on Saturday. And uh, we've got Milton Keynes the week after, or the Tuesday after as well. So do, a bit of a double header for us. Tough, tough games. Strength in depth, my take on it. I think we're, we're all right up top. I think we're all right at the back. It's just perhaps... Uh, might be a little bit short in midfield if if Naylor and Cousins picked up a suspension apiece or one of them got injured. I think that's where we might struggle. Uh, but apart from that, I'm happy. I know we've got Bayless. Uh, Tom Bayless has come in, but 
he's not really shown anything yet, has he? We've not we've not seen him, so we can't make any judgment on that. So so that's that's me. I'm happy with the keeper. I'm happy with Jones there as number two or, or Sam Tittle. Uh, the defense, uh, the attack is fantastic. The, the defense is brilliant. It's just that midfield. Perhaps we could do with a uh, perhaps another body in the squad, and, and I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think yeah, I think with that midfield, um, there's a player you missed out there that will be very good covering that midfield, and that's Max Power, um, and that's because he's made the right back position his own. If you if you find a left back to play left back, and you put Dariqua back to right back. Suddenly, you've got max power as you cover in midfield, which makes that look an awful lot stronger. We've got three. So there, are, there are options. We yeah, exactly. We have three left backs, and we're playing a right back there. There's got to be questions asked, um, but you know, clearly, it's working. If we need to, you know, we went through a, a season, didn't we, with um, Naismith? That's him. Um, yeah, he got a load of sticks. So surely, we've got to be able to find somebody that can play left back. I mean, we've got three. I, I mean, like I say. Robinson did a good job. Pierce did a good job. And then you brought Bennett in. So, you know, one of them's got to be able to slot in there and free Dariqua up to free power up if you need to. I mean, I mean that just changes the 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 cover dynamic in midfield. Bennett will play. I think if he gets fit, he'll break in. He might get a... Maybe he'll be ready for the sort of the early November for the end of the cup game. I think, I think he'll make that position his own. I think... I think Pierce will be off in January, in my view. Robinson, I think he's just that that bit of a bounce factor from you know tough for season. Really, he did so well for us. He's clearly a good player. I I I would be very sad if he if he disappeared, but potentially a loan move depends on what Pierce does. Really, if Pierce leaves, then you'd keep Robinson as backup. If Pierce stays, then I wouldn't mind seeing Robinson go on loan, get a bit more experience. You know, Power can clearly do a job in centre midfield. We've got the Rick where you can slot in there at right back. And then even, you know, even in midfield, you know, you've got Scotty Smith who, you know, is looking decent. What I would say is I don't think, I don't think it's absolutely essential that we get uh, more players in in January. But like Paul Cook did four years ago, you know, he signed three or four players in that window. They weren't really integral to what we did that season, but we needed that bit of backup just in case, you know, the likes of, I think, Walker came in, Cole came in, Vaughan came in, who did actually do a good job. Vaughan won us some points. I seem to remember at Bradford and Blackburn, he came on and changed the game. Rochdale, uh, away. As well. Yeah, Rochdale away. Fulton came in and, you know, I didn't really... He played in the City game, which was his... Uh, and scored that goal against Walsall. So, sometimes you're bringing in players, not necessarily because you need them in your 11. In January, it's a bit of insurance. I think I think when you're signing in the first window in the summer, I think you've got to be aiming to get players that are better than what you've got. Whereas in January, I think you can kind of look a bit more short-term-y, provided you get the right deals. It could be loan deals short-term, just for that insurance, because we might have a lot of games to play. We've got a bit of a fixed pile-up potentially coming. So you don't want a situation where you lose three or four players in a week and you don't have anyone to come in. So I would say quality is there. Maybe we don't quite have the full sort of insurance premium at the moment. You know, maybe we have to up our premium and get a couple more players in. Excellent points there, Adam. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. It's more backups in it than, you know, if, if the first team is is firing on all c- cylinders, you just need people to, who can come in at the uh, when the, when the bookings top, add up and people are out. Anyway, 
a stat I'd, I'd like us to have a little look at uh, before we move on from this particular section, the season so far. Uh, bearing in mind, we've only played 10 games. Max Power on his uh, assists. He's um, four assists. He's one of the leading assisters in the division, if not the leading assister. Uh, he's also chipped in with a goal. But his chances created as well. And we've, we talked about this offer, and you, and you poked a bit of fun at me, really. He's created 22 chances, and you did point out that he, t- he takes corners and free kicks. But even so, you can't just put the ball in, you know, putting the ball in the box isn't creating a chance. It's putting the right ball in into the right area. And, uh, well, I don't know what to say about him. He's, he, I mean, looking at these stats here in front of me, he's been absolutely outstanding. I mean, they speak volumes. It's a brilliant return, really. And I don't think any of us expected us to, him to be there because of Derrickwa was the captain. So I think you'd have naturally thought he was going to play right back. And you thought, well, we've got two very good left backs there in Pierce and Robinson. So you wouldn't really have expected him to be in right back position. He kind of ended up there in the middle of a game, didn't he, after Robinson was struggling. And then just... just kept his place. But the thing the thing is, the right-back isn't the right-back of old, is it? it it's, it's almost like a, just a wider midfielder now when you've got the likes of Naylor sitting in there and Cousins. So it's giving him that opportunity to put the quality in. And at times, he's getting the space to almost put a dead ball in. And you know how good his dead balls have been this, this season. I mean, his free kicks have been absolutely superb. He's deaf. That's the bit of his game, his set pieces, that he's really, really improved. And, and I do remember, you, you're right, Barry, in terms of... Uh, I can remember, I think, a game against Charlton, where I know he scored eventually. Power set Derrickwa up at the far post. But I'm seeing to remember that day, two or three fantastic balls that we just... Just, just basically dying to put them in, but yeah, but you know those stats suggest that maybe I was wrong when I said that the three players who've been outstanding so far this season, maybe we have to add a fourth into that category as well. And and a quick look just below him, we've got Will Keane on two assists and four goals. Oh, sorry, five goals. Callum Lang on two assists and three goals, and Charlie White on one assist and four goals. So all our forward line. And we know Charlie Wyke has, without him being the last person to touch the ball, has been involved in a lot of the goals anyway. So our forward line are just, they've clicked, haven't they? They've clicked and they're creating chances for one another. And it's it's fantastic. And for an early season team, the way we've, we've gone about this, I'm just just made up. It's brilliant. It's, it's more than what we could have wished for, how quickly they've settled. And like you said, the, the three, I think the three main protagonists in terms of the forwards, Keane, Wyke and Lang, between them, better than a goal a game. So between those three, you got, at the moment, we're going to get ourselves more than a goal again, which gives you a hell of a good chance when we've got an excellent defence as well. Fantastic. Yeah, we've got the t- meanest defence in the division, so it's just brilliant. Before we finish this evening, Paul's got a trivia section he's lined up for me and I, Adam. We've no idea what he's going to be asking us. So over to Paul. First, quick start then. How many different teams have we played competitive games against? Is that in the is league teams, you mean? Um, league and Cup, first first team League and Cup. There's no non-league on here, I don't think. 106. 85. 129. So there's 129 different teams. So if we go straight to that, that one that we started with last week, which, which, which team have we played the most games against? There's only 90 teams in the league. Yeah, yeah but there's teams that have moved in and out. And don't forget, we played three teams in Europe, didn't we, as well? Oh, oh a bit oh, of a trick question. Go on, carry on then. 
Right, so teams we've played the most games against. The answer's 50. We played 50 competitive teams against one single uh, games against one single team. Uh, uh, are they known for the black puddings? They might be, yes. Yeah. I did say Berry the other day, didn't I? Is, uh, if you look yeah. back. I don't think you with, did. I did. You definitely Tinge with sadness. Is it Berry or Berry? Well, it's Berry as far as I was concerned, and Barry. I was born there. It's my right. bloody name. I know what my name is. It's Adam Pendleberry. Adam Pendlebury. Um, and there's, there's clearly a Northwest flavour, and it's obviously regional competitions, isn't it? Because um, below them, you've got Blackpool, Preston on 49 games, then Reading and Bolton on 48. That great Northwestern club, Reading. Yeah. Along with Fulham. So Reading and Fulham would appear to be the ones that have, the anomalies. Um, like you said, Barry, the ones that have paralleled us through the divisions. Quick one. Which team have we beaten the most times? And Burry. it's 20. No, they're third. We've beat them 19 times. Blackpool? Blackpool 21. So there's a team we've beaten more than Blackpool. Preston. It's a Yorkshire team, this one. Barnsley. It's not Barnsley. I know it's not, but it would be lovely oh. if it were. 22 wins, seven draws, and 12 defeats in the 41 games we played against them. Rotherham. Rotherham, yes. Um. 22 victories over Rotherham. And then there's, a, there's another one that stands out because we've played them 28 times. We've beaten them 17. Drawn seven and only lost the four. Oldham. No. Uh, Scunthorpe United. Record away victory until we went to Oxford. 7 2. Ian Botham yeah. played in that game. Peter Orton, Les Brad. Uh, Orton got that trick, didn't he? 7 2 we won anyway. Tuesday, uh, Friday night, which was a bit strange. So there's 10 teams that we have a 100% record against. Every game played, we've beaten them. No, no draws, just wins. Uh, a lot of them are. are teams that we've met once in cups of various descriptions and two of them are a bit of a scam because they shouldn't even be entered into the uh, football league trophy but they're, yeah. they're registered as a separate team liverpool under 21s yes yeah, so liverpool Middles- academy they registered Middles- as 21s middlesbrough academy crawley you- crawley good shout adam i'm thinking of cup matches <laughs> there's well there's one team that we've beaten we've played three times we've beaten them three times twice in the league and once in the fa cup a quite famous occasion in the fa cup macclesfield macclesfield yes indeed we've played them a lot in the non-league didn't we barry yeah but that's not this isn't about the non-league adam so don't start no, changing the rules right. do you want to try on any of the other teams we've beaten in the fa cup if i tell you what years does that help? Give us the years then, go on. Right, ninth, uh, I'll, I'll work backwards. 2017, a 2-1 win at the DW. Are these all league clubs we're we talking about here? Some of them have been in and out of league clubs. Cambridge City. Um, Cambridge City, yeah. Um, 99. Spennymore United. Spennymore United. Are you, are you reading these or are you... No, no, no. No, oh, that well, was... A... Well, then we've got Barrow. Uh, Barrow. Right, the other teams are 100% record, Whitby Town and Southport and Dorchester Town. Dorchester, that was a, a southern right. The other interesting record, played played nine, won seven, drawn two. So beat them six times and drawn two in the league. And that's between 78 and 82 in the league and a cup tie in 71. Halifax Town. Halifax Town, yes. Do you know, that game against Halifax Town was the first time in 1971 we won 2-1, Graham Oates scored from a penalty. It was my first ever Wigan Athletic game. And it was on the 23rd of November, 1971. 
And the, the ground was covered in snow and they had to clear all the snow away. Uh, in those days, in the early 70s, it used to snow in November. Brilliant memories. Howard Speakman, <laughs> good friend of mine at school, sadly passed away a few years ago. We've done some wins. Who do we always draw against? Who have we drawn against the most times? Bolton Wanderers. Uh, Bolton is 13 draws, which is the third highest. It's not Sheffield that. Wednesday, is it? Because we never draw against them. <laughs> nah, it's uh, not Sheffield Wednesday. Stop spoiling the next question. It's Fulham. Oh, of course it is. We drew with them about eight times in a row. During 18, yeah, 18 draws against Fulham. 14 against Preston, 13 against Stoke, 13 against Bolton, 13 against Berry, and 12 against Northampton Town. Right then, so there is a team that we have played 14 times and we have drawn seven of those games. So that's the, the highest percentage number of draws. They are mostly in League Division 3, some in League Division 2. And the last time we drew against... Sorry, the last time we played them was March of 02 when we beat them 4-0 with an Andy Little hat-trick and a Lee McCulloch goal. 4-0 Andy Little. I can, the only Little hat-trick I can think of is that one in his... You know that one when he scored his Sheffield United? No. No. One of their most famous players is now a TV presenter. Cambridge United. Cambridge United and, and Andy Liddell got a... I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. As, as Barry's already guessed one of these, four teams that we've played at least 10 games against without having any single draws. Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Man United. Correct. Yeah, they've they've got a ninety four percent win rate against us. One's a town, one's a United. I don't think it's Othersfield Town, is it? No, Grimsby Town. Grimsby Town and Carlisle United. Never That's drawn a- against Carlisle. That does surprise me. Who's beaten us the most? Should we just rattle this one out quick? Man United. No, although they they are in joint yeah, second place. Win yeah. percentages, won't they? Yeah, yeah. Joint, uh, massive, what was that, Barry? Bolton Wanderers. Bolton Wanderers are on 17 wins against us. They're in third place. Preston North End. Preston North End and our friends Fulham again have both beaten us 20 times. We had an horrible, do you remember, Barry? We had a record from 1992 until until 2001. We didn't beat, oh no, 1999, sorry. And we played them more or less every season. We didn't beat Preston. On eight, 18 wins against us, you've got Blackpool, Reading and Bury again, along with United. That's the ones you've played the most. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of it is. Played once, lost once. Obviously, these are all cup games because we've only played them once. Six teams. Canvey Island. Canvey Island. These, they, they, these are the, the darkest days. Telford United knocked us out of the cup, but we drew at Springfield Park. Jolly. Jolly. That's the darkest day that I've seen. There have been many non-league sides that have done us, though, have they? It would have to be before 2001, because we went from 2001 until Chorley without losing to a non-league side. Well, one's in 1937, so, yeah. <laughs> First one's in 1937. I'm having to click on these one at a time no. and get the dates up. No. no. Well, they, they, these are teams that have, have beaten us at the first time of asking... So the problem you've got is some of them might be like oh, you said. Minute, but we weren't, in, we weren't in the league in 1937. Yeah, so but I... it's it's a cup game. Is FA Cup game still counts, doesn't it? No it's idea. Cup proper. So Burton Town, 1936. South Liverpool, 1937. We've played them loads of times, South Liverpool. 
in the non-leagues. You, you can't have it for one rule for one and then... <laughs> no, well, I, look, I've just gone off 11 v 11 and just pulled the stats down. That's all I've done. So, shout at them, not me. Gates said, 1962. We've played them in league as well. Yeah, Ghoul Town in 1956. Played them regular in... Well, the, these, these must be in, in first-round propers, mm. I presume, rather than, like, prelim or qualifying rounds. Right, um, that was a good quiz, Paul. Thank you very much for that. I hope the listeners have picked uh, picked their brains as well and joined in with the fun. My uh, brains Anyway, uh, with the uh, big derby game a week on Saturday, we're going to have a rest this Sunday. We're all going away on a sabbatical. We're going to get our fitness levels up, our singing voices in, in shape. And, you know, it's going to be, uh, unless something drastic happens, there'll be no podcast this Sunday. Right, anyway, thanks for that, guys. I really enjoyed that quiz. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Up the ticks. Up the ticks.